Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us. This is the companion podcast for Insurrection Season 2, Episode 3, A Nation <laughs> Divided Against Itself. And with me, to, with me today <laughs> is the jelly roll of Todd's world. Will is with us. Hey, now. <laughs> and from way down south. Carrie. Deep south. The deep going, south Carrie? of North Florida. Great. How Where are you? the sawgrass waves. Yeah. <laughs> so how's it going down in Florida, Carrie? It is hot. We're getting a heat advisory every day. You guys deported your governor to Iowa, I see. Yeah, we, you know, <laughs> I know. He's running. Aren't in, they, aren't they having like a 15 day open season on uh, uh, big snakes down there? Like a hunting oh, season? I haven't heard that, but um, that's interesting. Are they ones that have escaped? Like, like they've been yeah, released like by the Everglades is full irresponsible of irresponsible pet uh, owners. What are those big snakes? Not boa constrictors. The bo- oh, they're pythons. Oh, pythons. pythons. Must be. Yeah, that's the rumor. Is it from irresponsible pet owners? Probably that's how it started. Yeah. They flourish down there. You know what Nikki had told me? Hmm. Is that they they had a bunch of, you know, I'm going to call them bio labs. Maybe they weren't bio labs, but they were places down in Florida and in the Everglades where they kept all kinds of non-indigenous, horrible, poisonous animal, whatever, all this stuff. Oh, sure. And and some hurricanes came through. I don't know how long ago. 10, 15 years ago, and yeah. released them all because they they blew everything down. I've and heard of that. That's a lot of what you're dealing with. Supposedly, I don't know. What do I know? I mean, we we have enough scary indigenous creatures. I don't know why they would be studying ones that aren't from here. <laughs> I don't either. That's just what she told me. And she might have been so lying. Someone should be they solving the not. fire ant issue down here. That's what they should be working on. They were not doing gain of function research. <laughs> right. <laughs> With they snake venom. Not. Maybe they're Whatever using happened. snake venom for vaccinations, emergency <laughs> vaccination. Uh, so this is episode three. It is episode, episode three. three. I enjoyed Already. it. Already. You you liked episode three. I did. I liked it a lot. We got back in touch with Sandy again. Mm. Sandy Baxter. <laughs> hey, Sandy. 28-year-old like journalist. Every, you like every girl in the story. In my mind, I make them the way I want them. I got it. I got it. Well, I was 35, I guess. So, yeah, I like Sandy. Yeah. So Sandy's good. Sandy's cool. Is that what we start off with? Yeah. It starts off with uh, Sandy Baxter and then she meets up with Lane Bell. But uh, she goes through. He's calling around. says, call this guy. Well, she's stonewalled. Yeah, she's getting stonewalled everywhere. Right. And she has another friend who connected her, like a journalist friend who connected her with a local law enforcement. Yeah. And Lane Bell is the the one that she got to bite originally. I like how she's using her skills that her dad taught her. I like how she's hearing her dad's voice in her head. It's nice to know that a girl can listen to her dad once in a while. Yeah. It's encouraging, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a, uh, that's a little, um, throwback to chuck for me i thought about that. <laughs> you know it is yep yep <laughs> i love that my dad for the listeners out there my dad was in sales all his life and was a great salesman but 
I remember being a kid. I mean, like little, like seven years old. This was back when he was doing Amway too. And like in the car all the time, we'd have tapes going of like Rich DeVos or Jay Van Andel at the Amway meetings with the motivational speakers and everything. And, and then he would always tell me, he'd tell, he had all these opinions, like salespeople shouldn't have facial hair because on average you'll sell less. I don't think that's true anymore. That may have been true at one time. It's true. Without facial hair, you're more trustworthy. And different things like that. Because it's hiding something? Like, is it hiding facial expression or something subconsciously? That's Hmm. interesting. Very curious. But that was one. Also for the listeners, both these men on the air right now have facial hair. (laughs) Which you'll see if you ever check out our clips now that I'm doing some video clips. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I know. Will's looking fabulous this morning. Look at him. Jelly roll. Wide awake. (laughs) Wide awake. The the awakest I've ever seen him. (laughs) So uh, Sandy's just trying to dig into the whole Declaration of Independence thing. And yeah, that's all she's got. Getting mocked by some people. What was that one mocking line somebody gave her? Oh, yeah. Working for the National Enquirer. (laughs) Yeah. Just trying to say what utter absurdity it is. But. Right. And when she calls to set up this meeting, I like, I don't remember much about it because I was half asleep, but I liked the way the conversation went. Every week. It was good. Like how was she was so distracted when he told her where to go. And she's like, oh, I'm Googling it now because she well, it it like caught her off turn. guard. Yeah. Totally. And she mentioned that and he was quiet. Then he says, hey, why don't we get together? It's kind of like, let's not talk on the phone about this. If well, she's you been stoned ever, you lose. I was worried though. I was worried that he's like, hmm, he pauses and he says, Hey, let's get together. I was worried oh. that maybe he's not a safe person for her to talk to. I got a really weird feeling about that too. Like, is he setting her up for something? Right? I just felt like there was something under the surface that was not good. Yeah. Is like there going to be a windowless trend. van in the parking lot as she walks by? You know, <laughs> do you think bus. that, do you think that's yeah. so possible or do you think, did you, did he, did Lane Bell allay your fears? I th- yes. At first I got that feeling, but at the end I was like, no, he's, he's good okay. like that. When he gave her the warning about the swamp. Yeah. Yeah. And DC and what do you call it? Wolves. Wolves, wolves and worse. And worse. And he and called and she called it dragons. Well, well she he... said, she said there be dragons. You know what? That's a reference to. I was going to ask you why that was in there because I knew it had to be something. There be dragons. Well, if you watch the first season of Fargo, the the series, not the movie. Okay. It has Billy Bob Thornton in it, and he's a bad guy, and it's fabulous. Awesome. Okay. Um, by the time I got to the fourth season with Chris Rock, it was not so fabulous. But the first two, or maybe even three seasons, were really good. And he talks about the old maps and how on the old maps on the outer edges it used to say there be dragons. <laughs> and that was his his whole point was he's one of them. <laughs> That's cool. I looked that up when I when I heard your uh, heard the story. I looked it up. Yeah, oh, clearly it meant something the way it was worded. There be mm-hmm. dragons. Yeah, I figured it was a movie reference, but yeah, it's an old map thing to indicate little, dangerous, little dangerous areas scattered all it. through. Sounded like Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean to me. There be dragons. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, and she got the same warning from Rob that this is like dangerous territory that she's entering into. And she took it to heart because clearly it affected her sleep and her she dreamt about it. Yeah. I and like I, how she slept hard, though. I mean, you ever just 
you ever sleep really, really hard when big stuff's going on? It's almost like just escaping it instead of sleeping restlessly. Like she slept really, really hard. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Will's like, that sounds that. really good right now. Yeah. <laughs> A good hard um, sleep sounded very good. Yeah. Uh, so when she says, uh, I'm 20 minutes away, so give me 35 or whatever she says 45. like that. 30 yeah. minutes, 45. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was his comment? I'm sure he'll have enough beer or something to keep me occupied or something keep like that. Company. Yeah. yeah. And I like the way when she walks in is looking around, he just bellows out her name across the room. <laughs> He's, he doesn't strike me as a shy guy at all. You Did, know, that's interesting. He, um, he recognized her. I didn't even think of that. He called out to her. Because she was, well, Generally, a police officer, somebody they, they can pick somebody out walking in a room when you're waiting for somebody and because they're watching everybody anyway. Okay. You can generally probably walk into a room. And if somebody has the haircut of a police officer, you can pick them out because they're watching everything that happens. Interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> it's a well, thing. What okay, do you so think? We, is, what do yeah. you think of Sandy's uh, bar and cop appropriate outfit? Like just enough to keep, you know, keep yeah. a little off the edge, but Sounds you very want to be respected. Very right? Sandy slash Todd Allen author. <laughs> she knows how to work it. She's good at using her assets. Yeah. As she should. Not just everything her dad gave her. Well, and she made a comment or there, or she had a thought about Lane Bell that um, he had a big smile and he was charming in a dorky cop kind of way. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what's that supposed to mean? Do you know what I'm I talking didn't know about? If it was Gary? a dorky cop kind of way or a dorky cop kind of way? No, like um, a, a dorky kind of that's a cop different. kind of way. They're both kind of, you know, no, cops. it's different when you say dorky cop kind of way or a dorky cop kind of way. It was dork. The way it was written by the wildly talented author mm-hmm. was yeah. dorky, comma, cop kind of way. So theoretically, they would be separate. But you know how cops. The worst kinda, way possible. Cops have that. To them a little bit, a little do bit they? of a little well, bit of some do, some don't. You can't generalize. You're so stereotypical. <laughs> you're I'm triggered and you're racist. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's good. No, there isn't. And actually, I'll I'll let, let me say it from take it from, away, Carrie. I just want to say what the way I interpreted that is, and, and you just you just spoke to it a second ago, um, Will saying, like, you know, police officers, and you say that they're always doing they they have ways about them. Out of habit, they look around. You know, they're socially they can be dorky. a little bit different because oh, what'd you say? <laughs> dorky. <laughs> dorky. I just mean socially they can be a little different because they aren't interacting. That I think a police officer is always on. Always on. To so, some extent. Some part of it. To some extent. To some yeah. extent. You know, they're not they're not yeah. suspicious of everyone, but I think as a habit, they look around. Yeah. They always got to have the right seat. As a habit, they're to watch the entrance so. and the exits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No. So anyway, so maybe that's what maybe that's what the wildly colorful and talented author meant by. Dorothy. But then, but then she said he was he was handsome for his age, even if he wasn't Sandy's type. What Sandy liked instantly about him were his eyes. They were big and hazel, and kindness still shone out from them. Knowing what the job does to most cops, Sandy was impressed. Make it very thing cold and cynical well you see a lot i mean it depends on where you work yeah but a more um urban environment would probably tend to do that to you a little more than 
And they're in the DC area. area, correct? Yeah. There's yeah. probably some there's I mean, there's some high crime. Well, it's a Democrat DC. run area, so it's got to be just a cesspool yeah. of filth and crime. That's what they do. That yeah. that we can generalize and be stereotypical about. Every Democrat <laughs> run area is nasty. Oh my gosh. It's true. No, you it is true. You can't say no. High crime. Governmental corruption. It's bad. It, it's unfortunate. Which are which are most large urban areas. But it must not be that bad because people keep voting them in over and over. I know. Theoretically, <laughs> theoretically, they really get those votes coming. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is when uh <laughs> what's Bell's first name? Rob? Lane. Lane, same thing. Yeah, um, almost when they're talking, she basically sits down and says nothing for quite a while. Just gave him a little head nod. So weird, but <laughs> she was listening. She was like, she's just listening, which was good. Yeah, and he had and a couple beers in him too. So he was probably going to be a little looser. But my favorite part of the conversation was he said, well, I know I'm, what do you say? Attractive for my age or look good for my age <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Oh gosh. I do nice. like Lane. I expect hopefully we'll see Lane. I expect that we will. Yeah. And he just like when she finally did ask a question about did you find anything unusual? He's like, I you already know what you're asking. So yeah. It's cool. So did he confirm? Do I understand correctly in the story? He confirmed a second location where this happened. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, they didn't even notice it at first, he said, but then they they found it near the rear, I think, of the house or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the garage, like the side door of the garage or something. Yep. And never got reported. Hmm. I like when Lane said, when she, you know, why would the feds lie about something like that? He said, why indeed? It's too easy to say because their lips were moving. Yeah, that was very true. <laughs> Good line. <laughs> we have to compliment the author on that line. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Compliments to the author. Um, so that yeah. was good. I so we don't know where exactly things are going with Sandy, but she's involved. She's, she's looking. digging in what a reporter mm-hmm. should be doing. Turning over yeah. stones. But we don't have many of those careful, anymore. So I mean, what is she going to do with this? If no one, if no one else will acknowledge it, they're hiding it from the public, and she's digging. What's going to happen? Eventually, she's going to do an expose like article on it or something. And they're going to want to kill her. Yikes. I mean, they're going to want to Clinton her. <laughs> they, they, they do that to everybody. They're going to treat her like an Obama chef. <laughs> Maybe she'll get a uh, hankering to go paddleboarding. <laughs> yeah. She's an Olympic swimmer, but yeah. she's. I wonder what Obama's way. chef did to him. That was so. Overcooked his eggs, probably. Yeah. Oh, I, maybe, I, maybe Michael made the call. I don't I know. Sus- I, I suspect. Knowing what we do of Obama, what's come out that there was some kind of an intimate relationship, probably. That's possible. Or <laughs> oh, maybe, dang, maybe the chef was hooking up with Michael. Could be. And Barrett, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys in one area. Hussein didn't like it. <laughs> so uh he handled that. Couldn't get rid of Michael. It'd be too hard to explain. Wow. What do you think, Carrie? Carrie, are you convinced that Michelle Obama's a woman? You don't know. We have to go there in Todd's world. Who else so, will go there? So say say it again. Ask that. I I want to know how you ask that question. Are say you convinced again. that Michelle Obama is a woman? No. 
Okay. okay. Several times he has said my husband and even said Michael. And then there's these weird pictures floating around the internet that it's it's just... almost too out. She there has a to very muscular up. back. <laughs> it's almost too out there to make up, you know. Uh, oh gosh, it just seems it seems like something just insane, insane. That's what I thought initially. I thought this is ridiculous. But there's so. That's all I'm going to say. Not convinced. We are now banned for community guidelines. There's nothing. We are. I know. Don't you start to feel like nothing's too insane for these, this deep state or whatever's going on. You know, I don't know. I guess I keep myself in in my little naive bubble, but I'm constantly astonished. (laughs) I'm starting to think the more wild and crazy something sounds, the more likely it is to be true. Wow. Yeah. You've crossed it. You've crossed a threshold then. RFK basically saying they kill this. Oh, I think that's probably true. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, we've done that for a long time. Yeah. Right? Slash mob slash whatever. Something wasn't right about it. Right. And I mean, yeah. then they went after, went after Bobby too. And I mean, they knocked off from what, in like five years, they knocked off JFK, Martin Luther King Jr. And Bobby Kennedy. Right. So it was a, uh, yeah. why would they knock out Martin Luther King? Cause he was, uh, Educating the black community about the Democrat Party or government? I, I don't know. It could be. I, I think he that, was. I think that MLK was was uh I don't know if close would be the right word, but he was friendly with mm-hmm. the Kennedys. Yeah, the whole civil rights movement. And he was uniting, he was uniting the black people. And even though he That's was doing the it last thing the left wants yeah, is the united. Not. Yeah. Black. They don't want them to start no. thinking independently from what they tell them to think. No. Just keep them. Yep. On. They they like assistance. the ad odds. You know, it's they just pretended... another kind of plantation, is what it is. Yeah. Oh, it sounds so sick to say that, but it, it is. Oh yeah. Yep. They they control them and get their vote and keep keep them placated. And and not all of them. I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. But 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 as a as as a. A group voting group, which yeah. is how yeah. the left thinks of people. They only look at people as groups. Absolutely. <laughs> and, yeah. What are the labels? Let's tick off as, the boxes. A, as a group. They have whose vote do we have? That's it. it There's more been... and more coming up like like lately figuring things out. Oh, mm-hmm. completely. One of my it's favorites is beautiful. Ice Cube. Oh, what happened? Did you watch his interview with Tucker? Some of it. Yes. I watched a little bit of it, too. It's good. He's, he's got it figured out. Oh, he's no dummy. He knows what's going on. Awesome. He passed up $6 million so he didn't have to take the jab to do a movie during COVID. Because what's his life worth? Didn't he say something like that or something? Uh, What's all the money in the world worth if you're spending it trying to stay healthy? Yeah. He's like, if you're not, if you don't have your health, money doesn't matter. The difference is he called it, and and I'm not saying he's wrong, but he called it a rush job. I think, I'm not sure he saw the, I'm not sure he sees the nefariousness behind it he just sees it as not the greatest decision for him because it hasn't been studied enough he doesn't think there's actually evil intention behind it is what you're saying yeah and we haven't been on todd's world in a while have we (laughs) but but you know he's not i mean that's pretty close where do you know what i mean you got to get him somewhere in there yeah he's right there so yeah no i i don't i think that there isn't like there's an awakening going on to some extent in various corners all over america i think there's an awakening going on within the black community for sure it seems like it just that they've been lied to and used i mean again as a group Mm -hmm. absolutely and yeah yeah so 
I mean, it sucks Would to you- discover that you've been lied to. And I, I feel like as people realize that they're just, they're, they're going to go from zero to 60. The conversion will happen very quickly yeah. like when it clicks. It's yeah. kind of how, what I've seen. I hope so. I hope that we find some resolution here. I'd love to Me see too. the, uh, not only the black community, the entire middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of come around on unions to be honest. And, and Nikki was surprised when I said this the other day, but I just said, I know I'm like, the what? fact of the matter is that if you look at when unions had 30% of the, of the workforce compared mm-hmm. to what they have now, maybe 10, there is no doubt. And I'm not saying that there wasn't corruption in unions. There absolutely was. Yeah. There's no doubt the middle class was a hundred times better than they are right now. So I, I, is it just a correlation? I don't know, but I, I got to believe there's a place for organized labor within MAGA, in my personal opinion. I'd like I to see know. that. We'll see. But, mm, yeah, we, I need a whole lot of information before I can comment on that. Right. Well, I, had we the just same, had it. I had the same face twitching reaction Will did when you said that. <laughs> Although if you think about it, you know what I just said is right. Just from a from a big oh, picture. Because you said it, it must be right. I'm just saying if you look at oh. the if you look at the 50s, 60s, 7, you know, compared to now, and that's all you're looking at, you've got yeah. to say somewhere there was a somewhere there oh. was a problem. You don't have to say that. They they served a purpose in their time and they were useful. Yeah. I think they went too far. In they some did. Places. Well, and we've talked about it before. When there's just too much power in an organization, you know, it it goes, it swings too far. But then you got to ask yourself: Would I rather have the union have some power, or the deep state be just smoking people uh, hand over fist and trying to depopulate? <laughs> Which one? I do feel I like have? they would be working together. Yeah, I was going to say you have, you're assuming they're going to be separate. Well, I think yeah. things are turning, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I believe that. If it's an either or, we can have that conversation. But So what do you think of the federal government's response to the missile strike? Hold on. Didn't didn't Sandy wake up first just to learn that the missile had fallen? Yeah. Hold on now. Hold on now. Whoa. You're backing up. up. She woke up and had some text from Rob Bannis. Yeah. And then she she, did she cry? Is that what she said? She turned on the news and cried? Oh, I think uh, she did. Seems like the author would remember that. I'm not sure. Uh, tears filled her eyes, still puffy with sleep, when she was watching. When she I turned on and she saw the fires and everything in in DC. Yeah, and then it cut to. Oh, then it cut to the response. The is, meeting. Oh, well, then it says the federal government swung into action downs. within an hour of the first missile falling out of the sky. I can see them doing that. Yes, but. I feel like it was might have been actually realistically accurate to say that some people after COVID didn't mm, didn't uh, go with the flow like that conditioned them to not go for shutdowns and stuff like that. Yeah, that the COVID experience actually worked against what the government was trying right. to do. Their trial run actually worked against them the next time when they really needed it. Absolutely. They lost all trust. I mean, people Mm -hmm. know, okay, what do we, we need two weeks to slow the spread. Oh yeah. (laughs) When you said two weeks, I busted out laughing. I was like, oh yeah, no one's going to go for that. The most realistic part was when they (laughs) shut down the internet and just the outcry from everybody because they can't live without the internet. Right. And what did we, how did we ever survive before we had the internet? I I don't know, but we certainly got addicted to it. Yeah. So then they uh, just, uh, what the, edited or uh what was it they did with the censored 
sensor, which is pretty realistic to nowadays also. I am convinced Todd's World is being censored all over the Fruited Plains by these big tech assholes. You love that term, Fruited Plains. I do. It's almost like it's in a song. It's almost like (laughs) emblazoned. Yeah, I think it is. Well, Fruited Plains, it's, I don't know, it's nostalgic, it's endearing, it's, you know. It's like the heartland, you know. It it's is, just yeah. Flyover country. It's just all of those yeah. things that I love. Normal. I I could never yeah. go to a big city. I'd be kind of tempted to do it. But then I guess Taylor Swift doesn't play the Eras tour in freaking Podunk nowhere, right? Nope. She goes where the people are. She goes where, where the, people, the people are. The people. The people go where she is. Actually, <laughs> she yeah, could play true. anywhere, and it would fill up. Everybody loves Taylor. But- so, Todd, when I was reading this about the government's response, I obviously we all reverted back to what it felt like when everything was just an emergency announcements were being made and schools were being shut down. And I just I, I look back and I think before that time, before of before March 2020, if you had told me that any of that stuff would have gone down the way it did and everyone just would have. It just would have all happened right in front of our eyes and everyone would have never would have believed it. Never would have believed it. Never. You you couldn't have convinced me. You didn't and believe we'd have a nation full of sheep? No. Not but like, at first not it like was fear mongering and people believed it. It was. First. It took a minute to figure it out. It, it a couple totally weeks at did. least. But and we talked about it before, I think, not on this, but just in our in our chats that uh if that was a trial run, that it will backfire on them. Because as soon as they try to do anything like that again, people are going to be like, hell no. And there's a little, yeah. Yeah. There's so a little I, nod, I like, nod to DeSantis in here, wasn't there? The Florida governor. Of. Come it on down. Very, it was very generous, <laughs> very generous of the author, who's not always a fan, but he did. Well, do as a right. governor, no he did do, use, he did do I didn't right use names way. because I'm trying to, I, once I got past whatever the presidents right. and but you vice presidents Florida, got out of it. Yeah. So. Florida's I, I think I think DeSantis has done a good job in Florida. Let me ask you a question. This oh is not not part of Todd's world. Okay. We're in the real world, folks. Florida world. Here um, we are. What's up? Well, DeSantis is hammering Trump, and there's a lot of people hammering Trump for his response to COVID, the fact that he didn't fire Fauci. Yeah. There's a lot of that, a, a lot of, of issues, right? That we've seen with Trump. I came out, I think that maybe both of you saw it. I don't know if you did, mm-hmm. with a video on tiktok where i posited that perhaps trump once he realized exactly how deep and wide and and big the swamp was made the decision the only way to take this down is to expose it to the american people and that he subsequently a lot of his presidency was just given rope to the deep state to hang themselves what do you think of that analysis? I'm 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 interested in that. Because I mean DeSantis, Steve Dace, a lot of these people are just hammering the hell out of Trump for the way for his first well, term. He does have some he did make some mistakes clearly. And mm-hmm. he has to answer for those. Well, but based on my theory, he allowed necessarily mistakes. Because Maybe. here's the deal: what you that what you just said, Carrie, to me is 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 the proof of that is that we would have never believed any of it. 
I mean, you take yourself now and put yourself back five years ago and think of the differences in Mm -hmm. how you perceive the FBI, the CIA, anything, Mm -hmm. any government related thing. How much less trust we have for anything government related. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Um, If if, if Trump had shut down COVID, we would have never known. We would have never had out of impact. We would have never had all the school board stuff that we just mm-hmm. wouldn't have known what we were dealing with because we didn't know. Fair or not fair? What do you all think? Mm. I don't know. I would like to think maybe that's true, but I don't know. I don't think you have to go all the way to the Q thing to where you say the military is getting ready to come in and take over and everything yeah. else. <laughs> right. There could be something in the middle. I yes. think, yeah, but I think you can say, listen, Trump knew that the only way, it's only light, light's the best disinfectant, right? Allowing them to yes. expose themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Let is them steal the election. Let them just, let them, let the people see exactly what mm-hmm. they're dealing with. I don't so, know. What do you, can I answer? Yes, please. Sorry, was I going on too long, Carrie? No, no, it's okay. I just, I didn't want, I, Will was thinking, and I didn't want to cut him off in the middle. Don't um, ever worry about that. Go for it. But I just, <laughs> I think it's fair to say, yes, that that is what he did. I think he's, I think he doesn't come across as calculating and as sharp as he actually is. Um I agree with that. Trump's a calculating guy and he knows people. Now, I don't know what his day-to-day life was and what he witnessed behind the scenes in D.C., but um, I think it's fair to say that, yes, he knew he he could just come out. He couldn't just on stage kick Fauci off and declare that there was, you know, fraud going on, but he could give them rope, give them some time. I, you know. Well, if he does it, if he does it all in his his term, the only thing he's doing is he's, and if none of us really realize the depth and breadth of it, then Uh all he's doing, he's only going to be effective for three years or something. Right. If he exposes them to the light of day, Mm -hmm. it's possible. It's not guaranteed. It's possible that he can make a longer term impact. True. The only thing that doesn't line up with that is the, the initial response. And I believe that whether he knew or not, I think everyone was afraid and uncertain in the beginning of COVID and Trump needed to, he needed to go along with it to to see it, see it through a little bit because he couldn't just discount it immediately. If it was all accurate, then, you know, he was in a no win situation. He had to do that. Even he had to, he had to, yeah, he had to cover his bases and say, all right, let's, let's see what this, what this virus really is. What if he knew? I think he believed it at first. Yeah. What if he didn't? What if he knew? He didn't. What if, what if he did though? He I don't didn't. know. Would we be upset? We with don't him live in a world of what ifs. Would would we be upset with him if he allowed the death and the destruction to businesses and to the military to mm. everything else? Sometimes yeah. you have to have uh, terrible things happen in order to get the greater mm. good. But no, he didn't. <laughs> anyway, back to Todd's world. So Missiles falling. So back to Todd's world. This whole the government's response. I was just going to say. Now, I mean, we look at this and it's like, we, this is believable now. Yes, it's it believable is. that the government would say, Hey, schools, we're shutting down for two weeks, you know, airports. Oh gosh, the airports. I just felt it. You know, I've yeah. traveled with my kids every summer, like since they were babies. And a couple of times we've been stranded. We spent only one time. Did we spend a night in an airport? 
And I'll never forget it. We joke about it still. It was awful. And I think of these people all stranded and there aren't even enough hotel rooms in the area to accommodate them. I just, that scene really um, felt very real because it's just, that would be a disaster. The description of how the media handled it and was should handle it, but actually how they did handle it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forget though how it was worded when it says that they, anybody that didn't go along with, they painted as co-conspirators and some other stuff. And I was like, that that's very realistic. I mean, the media is basically in Todd's world. It's the same as it is here. Now they is don't it, do anything. Is it where he said, uh, is it where he wrote something about, they should be, they should be on the truth side or something. Right. But they're I'm not. Like, and then he said, I Anybody like that, that didn't line. go along with everything they said about the lockdowns and stuff, they painted as co-conspirators and something else, something yep. along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's puff, puff, give. But... Puff, yeah. puff, give, player. <laughs> got to crawl before you walk. Um, says the national news media complex reacted with horror and revulsion to the red state's response, which they absolutely did during COVID. Yeah, horror and revulsion. Yeah. And then somewhere in there, it does say something about they painted anybody that didn't conform as co-conspirators and something else. Is that next line coming up? Yeah. They accused the red states of fomenting violence. There you go. Against the government of aiding and abetting when in reality, all the red states were doing was going about their normal lives. I love exactly. That. <laughs> Doing that's, nothing. Just that's like COVID. Nothing that's, that's COVID. COVID. Anyone right. who lived their lives normally was considered crazy, and that struck yeah. a chord with me. Totally, I, I heard that and I thought, "Oh boy, there it is in a nutshell." Exactly. So, that was good. I like the then, little line too about the New York Times getting hit with a couple. They treated that as the equivalent to uh, <laughs> attack on the White House. <laughs> yes. It makes me want. I like that little tugging. They're funny. like they're like a cult, and you know that people keep saying this. I get comments on my TikToks. People say it all the time, and it's true that the left constantly accuses the right of doing what the left is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they constantly call us a cult when they're clearly the cult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they say that we are everything. promoting violence, and they're promoting violence. They say we're rate. They say we're racist. They are. And all they do is categorize everyone by the color of their skin or their sexual orientation. Yep, we're a danger to democracy. (laughs) Oh, good grief! Even though we're not a democracy, we're a republic. Thank you very much. Good job, Will Civics. Thank you. One hundred and one. Civics one hundred and one. When I hear that term here on the companion, they're going to ruin our democracy. It really irritates me. Yeah, I mean, technically a democratic republic, right? Democratic republic, yeah. I love that though. See, everyone learns stuff on the show. This is why this is why we're doing so well. (laughs) This is why our numbers are because you went to Hillsdale, Carrie. That's right. So much to share. Shout out to Hillsdale. So they go over the government's response and everything. Yep. And then don't we cut to a, a meeting with Brad Weathers and? Yeah, but that's when they want to know what's going on with this hunt for Beth Graves. I enjoyed that little banter in the room there. Didn't did you? you? Did you laugh? Yeah. I laughed the whole time. Like, how I can we not? It. How can we not find a teenage girl or a young twenties <laughs> bartender from Alabama? 
I loved it. Well, maybe that's like something to do with a special forces stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> and he chucks his pen. He's like, damn it. And I just busted out laughing. I was like, good yeah, job. Yeah, all the violence he could muster did no damage whatsoever, but it sure made him <laughs> yeah, feel good. It was a perfect metaphor for how they're doing in this search. You know, it was so great. It was so great. They they do come off a little bit bumbling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then that guy says, uh, yes, sir, I'd say you summarized this. The so situation <laughs> like yes sir you got it oh my gosh it was and the so amazing great. thing is that when brad weathers puts together the attacks yeah. nobody believes them they're all like what are you talking about what? i know i was kind of surprised it seems that like this common sense yeah is it because we you know we know everything that's going on in the story i mean would they really not connect those dots before that moment or did you just write that so that we could all like see well no I, I think that the issue is i think the cruise missiles are the thing and i think that we we hear about it and we talk about it we watch movies whatever but i yeah. don't think we have even though i've said it multiple times in the story i don't think we have an, a, a, a true comprehension of the fact that would be impossible without a significant military intelligent force behind it and that wouldn't be true of the attacks and so i don't think they're you know what i mean okay gotcha but the coordinated element to the attacks i disagree that has to be handled by a bigger organization Mm -hmm. that is somehow communicating covertly you can't just do that with your average people because the government will monitor everything on your phones everything you put some keywords in there kidnapping justices Department of Justice, it's all going to trigger something. So I think even clearly that has to be handled by a large organization or a very advanced militaristic organization. You're no longer allowed to have free speech anymore. No, look at the poor guy in, where where was it? Idaho or? Provo, Utah. Utah. Provo. 75-year-old, almost handicapped guy. An insurrectionist. Yeah. But, but But they couldn't the guy they, they shot they, oh one? yeah but they couldn't yeah. get him peacefully he, he's too rough of a character for that oh, i know it's they couldn't like, have waited for him to come out of the house and got him in a traffic stop or anything they had that, to go in there guns blaze they like to make a big show wouldn't that be the preferred way to do it is yeah wait for him to go to the store or something and just do a traffic yeah. stop something no because they won't get the headlines in the the Oh, the big news, you know. Well, they wouldn't be able to gun him down. I meant it. I meant if you were if you were an actual law enforcement officer Mm -hmm. trying to get somebody and trying to do the least amount of harm. You're implying you're implying that the FBI is a law enforcement office. That's true. At one point in time, I think they used to be. Now they're just (laughs) a extended arm of the Democrat Party. Mm, Enforcement arm of it, basically. Unfortunately. I need um I need a little education here. Are you ready? Oh boy. We just at said some, you went to Hillsdale. I didn't think you needed any education after Just Hillsdale. at some point, at some point in the in the story, the attacks were called domestic terrorism. And I don't know if the government said that or if the media said that or both. He said they labeled them as domestic terrorism. Okay. And I guess they were or something can, like that. Can you either of you or both of you clarify what would that mean? What would that mean if we heard on the news that these uh, attacks were con- were labeled domestic terrorism? What would that mean? Just a label, but it would okay. also give the federal government more leeway in how they handle it. They don't necessarily have to go by due process, I believe. Even though, okay, if we have real domestic terrorism from, like, say, an Islamic extremist that does something, 
they get due process more than they deserve. Like they're a citizen and they're not. Okay. So domestic terrorism just means it's occurring here. It doesn't mean that they are Americans making it happen. Well, well, it it would imply that means it's an act of terror on the United States soil. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I don't think so. I disagree with that. I would, because to me, nobody would label the 9-11 attacks domestic terrorism. What you would label domestic terrorism is is Timothy McVeigh. Yeah, I guess. So, so. yes, I think you're right, Carrie. The way you're taking it is it's from within is the idea. Because if it's from without, yeah, it's just terrorism. It's them trying to to blow blow things up and whatever. But domestic terrorism. And so, yeah, but when they lump somebody into the terrorism label, Mm -hmm. Will's right, they can do whatever they want. I mean, they can tap phones. They can put them, pull them away. What did you just say? I said that when they lump them, when they label them, there's a term in there. There's two words you said. For a Will, second there. Will was right. Yeah. Will was right. Yeah, was right. Yes. yeah. I just wanted to hear it again. I just wanted to hear no, it again. You are right about that. That yeah, it, it they can do whatever they want. Yeah, they can point. start waterboarding you. That whatever. was the whole point of the Patriot Act when everybody was arguing about the Patriot Act, but they had everybody so scared because the government took down the Twin Towers. And so we were all ready to sign up for the surveillance state. Without 9-11, we don't have a surveillance state. Right. Well, okay. So understanding that better now, I'm trying to imagine a strike that big being labeled as a domestic terror attack, as domestic terrorism. I mean, that's kind of scary. And I was surprised there wasn't more reaction to that. I think that might be kind of a mistake with the wildly talented author there because uh, they can't label it domestic terrorism, then say it was like China or whatever, because which they did try to spin Mm -hmm. it and say it was China or whatever. Well, remember what Ronan said. You got to go right, back. You have to blame episode. somebody. Yeah, and they and they were picking the the right wingers, probably working with a China or a Russia type of that. Uh, that's their oh. that's their working theory. Okay, that's the that, only way they can label it domestic. Because Ronan otherwise. specifically said, no matter even if it was China or Russia or somebody else, there's no way that they could get cruise missiles in without a help from a significant contingent of Americans. Okay. Yeah. And that's probably from, true. Yeah. I mean, with what you're talking about, the land that you need and everything mm-hmm. else. So they, uh, <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. So basically, they okay. just talked about Beth and Gray and how they had nothing the whole time. And then uh, Cortez came on the screen, right? Yeah. And everybody stopped. Brad put together all the dots for him on why, of course, yeah. it was connected. Cough button. <laughs> that saved us all. <laughs> oh, you did it? Yeah. I did it too. We had a silent little spot there. Okay. Oh. So, okay. The president, yeah, she's on the air. I forget what she said. I tuned her I out. I don't feel like we, I don't feel like we heard a whole I lot. I know we that. didn't hear from her. Okay, we didn't hear good. the speech. It just, because just what she said, on. what she said didn't matter is what we found out. We, we right. all know what she said. <laughs> we all it know what she matter. said. But no, we just went then yep. to, um, to Jake Gunn, Jake seeing Gunn. his new quarters. For, for the time, what? How'd you say it? Something about for the time that he would spend with them or something. I cracked up. It's like I love the, the description of the UP night, the sliver of a silver moon, and the leaves <laughs> changing and rustling. I just reminded me of like hunting and cool crisp fall. I loved it. Love it. Oh. What I said was would be his quarters <laughs> for the length of his stay in the UP with Group Alamo. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I like how he's like, uh, somebody break into my house. <laughs> I know, right? All of his stuff's there and like put away. It's not like and they, sitting they there said, ready for him to unpack. It's trying to away. make you comfortable because the manner in which you departed and everything. <laughs> exactly what I thought. <laughs> Thank it you is, so much, Eli. So it is kind of funny because he's got a little bit of an early peg on something in Eli that's just a little like, I don't know, which you would have to aggressive. have. Yeah. You couldn't be. You couldn't do what Eli Crane is doing and what Group Alamo is doing without a personality like Eli. You know what I mean? And it it's yeah. not all sunshines and roses with that personality. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> type A, dominant, just going to handle everything. Oh, yeah. What difference does it make? If we We're in times of war here in time world, really. <laughs> we are at war. What do you think? You got some chick over there we don't know about or something? I mean, what? We're getting some of your Ooh, stuff. Jake? It's no big deal. Yeah, I think Eli's like, so what? I mean, you got nothing to hide. We already know yeah. everything about you. We're just grabbing some stuff for you. Eli basically said. The difference doesn't make if we had a key or not. By doing that, <laughs> he basically said, uh, you're ours anyway. We own you at this point. So <laughs> yeah. we're going to go and get your stuff for you and bring it here. We've had a key for a year. It's just the first time we've used it. <laughs> yeah. Great quarters, um, though, right? Yeah, yeah, sounds nice. Very Yuki cabinish. On what do we call it? The base? The base of operations of Group Alamo, sure. Um, what was yeah, the so staff sergeant? Connor Wilson. Connor, he's going to be a stud. You oh liked my Connor. gosh, I liked yeah. Connor too. My heart broke a little bit for Connor. Do you yeah. remember? You guys remember Damian and Smitty from the first season, driving the semi rocket launcher. Uh, the- yeah. Yeah. And also they were and the van the, despite away in the F-150. Yep. In a 30 odd six. Yep. Yeah. They're coming back next episode. So oh boy. Right. I can't I can't wait. I love All it. Right. It's so much fun. You made me think of that when you said Connor. Connor's good too. But Damien and Smitty are fun. <laughs> yeah, Connor's story. And in like, the next episode, they're doing some really fun shit. Oh, good. So, <laughs> nice. Jake Gunn is basically kidnapped and taken there. And now he's even though he's kind of willing, but he's trapped there's no way out for him and uh i like how he's always asking questions trying to his mind's always analyzing mm-hmm. how is it you came to be here <laughs> yeah your it's career not path. your average military assignment yeah. you know and yeah that story was something else and you actually gave a name brand for the bourbon this time Thank i did goodness. i was hope i thought will would be all excited about it and he doesn't even open the show saying anything about it all you ask about every time i don't is what was that well, you said <laughs> bullet bourbon. Blanton's. 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 There you go. Blanton's. A little horse on top. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, is that the one with the, the little pewter horse little, on top? Yep. Yep. You can hardly you can hardly even find it lately. They've, really? they've had, yeah, they've had a I don't know if it's a shortage or what, but maybe Group Alamo has it like in you know big cases of it. They've mm-hmm. interrupted the supply chain. Maybe. So um, did you just know when Connor was describing as soon as he said his wife and daughter were going to take his truck? I was like, oh, damn. Well, even before that, I felt <laughs> like my mind was trying to race ahead to figure it out as it was coming. Like, yeah, how he got there. Like, yeah, like he said, um, I started pulling on strings. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't see. I figured it was going to be some corruption thing. He was going to unearth, mm-hmm. but a deep state thing. But it was a it's kind of run of the mill trafficking. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of run of the mill corruption. Was that by the government? 
or it was by, by the, the people there on base. Like yeah, by the it was a, a smaller thing by the unit. people there on base. Yeah. So the they, commanders or whatever they are. Yeah, they I mean, decided he, they were going to blow his truck up. They didn't think that would like attract a little bit of attention. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that's the greatest route to go. Like maybe have a car accident where he's run off the road. I don't know. Mm. You know what, though, if it, let's just say hypothetically it happened on base, like they could easily. It happens on base. They, they can do whatever they want. I guess. It was sad, though. Yeah. His, well, his wife and daughter. Is that what it was? Yeah. I believe so. Take his truck and booyah. Oh, I was like, I saw it coming. I was like, oh, it's awful. Then he took to the bottom. I like how he described he just spiraled mm-hmm. down and down yep. and down. And Eli showed up. Yeah. And Jake's like, I can relate to that. Yeah. Eli took control of your life. I like uh, Connor because he is going to be deeply, deeply invested in this thing against corruption mm-hmm. and the government because he's experienced such great loss due to that type of thing. Yeah. I think he could be a great character it's, down the road it's interesting though that you still get from him like there was you know he wasn't he wasn't quick to say it was a celebration he had to get there yes you know it it, it feels like a celebration but yet it's heavy that's what he's mm-hmm. saying it's heavy and what how did um jake when he when he asked him about when he wanted to have a drink with him like he laid it out there like, uh, do you want to have some? He's just burn, not sure. He, yeah, like, he's not allowed, sure what the. Well, yeah, is this like a normal thing or is this allowed in yeah. here? And he's like, yeah, tonight. That's how I would feel like if I was Jake, because I honest to God, I, I feel like I don't know crap hardly about the military. And like, I don't ever know how things work. I don't know what any of the labels are. Right. I are don't you like on duty? Any of it. To have a I you, I'm always like, yeah. I'm always, I don't know what's going on. Is what is this place even that? called? <laughs> is there a way to find when he broke, breached, broached the subject, breached the subject, whatever you call it. When he yes, asked them on, if he was allowed to do that. Yeah. I want yeah, to hear that it. section because you, I, when he did that, I liked it. I just liked him asking that the way he did. Um. So he just said. Are you allowed to enjoy a drink with me this fine night, Staff Sergeant Wilson? <laughs> this fine night. <laughs> fine night. I love it. I know that Jake always has a little tongue in cheek going on yeah. about the situation. Exactly. You know? I love it. Yeah, it's cute. Um, is that just the part you wanted to hear? Yeah. And then his yeah. answer was. Yeah, we're not as formal as your typical military unit. I'm Connor, and I'd be happy to share a glass of bourbon with you after tonight. Yeah. So he threw away the rank and everything and went by first name to bring it down to a social yeah. level. Which was cool. I and actually drank love what to he death said and destruction after. and violence. I, I, love, I love what Connor said after that. I just that. love all of what? that. Death and destruction and violence. What did he say <laughs> after that, Carrie? Well, uh, Connor took a sip and thought for a second. Uh, he's talking about celebrating. I wouldn't say celebrating. It's mixed up because we all love America and no one wanted war, but it does feel like celebration worthy to see the deep state get punched in the mouth finally. And to be part of the group doing the punching. Yeah. That was what well said. Don't you think I that's how that. you'd feel? Totally. And I like it because it's not just blind rage, like, yeah, let's just, you know, send them all, send them all to hell. It's more like we didn't 
don't really want this, but it's necessary. And I like how reasonable it is, but it's, I just, you know, it, I like it, it. is celebratory and, but yet with a gravity to it of knowing that lives are being taken. So yeah, this well, puts yeah, it, exactly. they keep perspective on it. They just don't go, Oh, let's kill everybody. They keep You're in perspective right. that it's a humbling grave matter, you know? Yeah. Well, exactly. Sorry. Burning ember on the episode. Okay. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Luckily, it's already recorded. Not on the hard copy. So <laughs> then they, they share a little bit of Blanton's together. Mm-hmm. Neat, I believe. Neat. Yes, neat. Is there any other way? Yeah, two ice cubes. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rocks is the other way. <laughs> I don't like it. Two ice cubes. You like it neat, Todd? Well, yeah. I mean, you want to taste the bourbon. You don't want to well, taste it. The you got to get past the temperature brings the flavor out. Yeah. It you also gotta brings get, the burn out. You have mm-hmm. to get past the first sip or two because it always tastes like jet fuel. Everything does. But once you condition Mm-mm. yourself oh. to it. Basil Hayden doesn't taste like jet fuel the first sip. No. I well, a little bit. If so you're you coming something? off, if you're coming off nothing. So oh, do you guys use the term for doing the video? Kentucky, Kentucky hug. Oh, right. Do you guys use that term? Kentucky hug. hug. No. Okay. So when you take a sip of bourbon and it like warms up like your throat and your whole chest, they call that that a Kentucky hug. Isn't that cute? cute. That is cute. Maybe I'll use that in one of the stories. Why are you making a face? Never have heard that before. That's kind of cute. I like it. It's it's a good little, it's those kinds of colloquialisms I like to throw in, you know, I just learned something today and I really like that. Isn't that a great description? Um, Colorful. You said that when you first take a sip of anything, like, you know, any bourbon or whiskey, jet fuel. So you're saying really like, can if the first sip tastes like that, you can actually keep sipping it and it will start to taste better. Well, what it does is when you get in there and swish it around, a lot of them will have that initial like burn and jarringness. Yeah. But then it kind of relaxes your mouth to the the alcohol. Right. And then you adjust. Yeah. So I feel bad. I feel like professional doesn't. Professional bourbon tasters will tell you that, that you have to have a, a sip and then in okay you get into for it, a minute. You know? and... Yeah, you can't tell anything off the first sip or two. Got it. I had an opportunity to taste the Macallan. Have you ever heard of the Macallan? Yeah. Well, fifteen or what? How, what was it? Yeah, whatever. It was some. They taste like ashes. Like to that. Me. It was. It I was, don't like scotch. It was I don't so either. so awful, but it, you know it's it's like a, a smoke big deal. flavor. And it's dirt. a big deal, and it's I was like, like licking an ashtray. And I could not. I couldn't get past the, the first sip. And now I'm just kind of sad because I thought maybe I should have kept trying for a couple well, minutes. It would get a little more mellow and a little better, but maybe. I just, it's not my bag, baby. As big a deal as it is, it's got to be good to somebody. And I'm, you know, I, while we're talking about this, it's 1201 yeah. and I got this bullet in the. Ooh. <laughs> oh, well, can't. I, I, we can't. No, not today. I'm not no there yet. Today. I'm close. I'm so close. Okay. Okay. We're back. So they're drinking bourbon and (laughs) celebrating (laughs) death, destruction, and violence in a cabin in UP on base of operations of Group Alamo. Yeah. Wow. You've summarized it. You've summarized it so succinctly. It's personal for Connor. Yeah. It is personal. I like that. And they finally got over like being the gravity Mm -hmm. just said, let's celebrate. Yeah. This this is what I meant. When I when I said how inconsequential, I think that the president actually 
is in a large part, at least in this story. By the time the new president addressed the nation the next afternoon, Jake found himself watching in his cabin alone, only for research purposes. If her press conference was on in the command center, the volume was low and no one paid much attention. Nothing she said mattered. Only what the government did or attempted to do. Just a little talking head like a puppet. Yep. Pulling the strings. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. where your video, pulling the strings. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that funny video. That's what it's like. That poor, poor woman. It's so what do you think of season two so far? I'm loving it. It's coming around. Mm-hmm. It's coming around. I like this episode. I don't know why I liked it so much. Um, I feel like people often long for the action and the violence and the, you know, action packs, not like missiles falling and everything. I like character building. I like to meet a new character and learn a little mm-hmm. bit about him and get some background. That's what really gets me into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad Todd, Todd does that well. And we have the action going on, but it's in the background. So we're getting to meet these characters or see the characters react to everything that's happening, but it's all happened. There's action happening in the background. We know it, but it's not what this, what the. Another thing I enjoy, and it often surprises me that the author has the ability to do this. Yeah. Like is a decent writer. <laughs> yeah. Um, like wild. I like how between the episodes you'll bounce back and forth in time, or even sometimes within the episode, mm-hmm. you're going back and forward in different time frames, like mm-hmm. before something happened, after, during, but it, it's not always sequential, but it adds a little something Dimension. to the story to be able to go back and you think, okay, what's going on? Oh, okay, we're back before this again. I, I but, like it, that too. but it doesn't confuse you. Like it's not confusing. No. Okay. When you first start hearing all. it, when you first start hearing it, you're like, okay, oh, no, we're back here. Yeah. And I so, like bouncing around in time a little bit. So what like as an example, when um when Sandy sleeps really hard that night, she wakes up and she wakes up to this news. So is that what you're talking right. about? Yeah, How? and it's our the bombs have already fallen, but yet we're back right. and she's doing this she's investigation just before that's it. happening. And yeah. like, okay. And then you get your time frame reference because she's waking mm-hmm. up and the missiles have fallen while she was sleeping. So you like that whole time she's investigating, nothing is said about that. Right. And it hasn't happened, but you don't really think about it until she wakes up and you realize, oh, we were back in time. Right. <laughs> yeah, I true. thought that was cool. I, I like it. You know what it's like? I don't like. want to get the author's head swollen or anything, but I know any more than it already is. We're gonna we're gonna swell it just a little bit more because I think oh, um no, because I think <laughs> this you think about this, this this big event happening, these missile, this uh, missile launch, yeah. and it's it's who it's impacting is so multifaceted. And so what he does is he just shows us one facet at a time. So it just kind of adds that dimension. You see that event building, but I think that's hard to do written. It's easier to do on a big screen. This is gonna be such a great movie. It's going to be oh, so a movie or a series. Mm. Ooh, like a Netflix series. series Either. Netflix would never do it. They're too liberal. I Neither love would Hulu. the series concept. So whatever. I'm down. <laughs> I think I think it's fun. I, I look, I kind of think of it like a might be a paramount. Like you're watching something, you know, well, the I new know. the new Yellowstone. But <laughs> I, I, I do notice that what people don't do that I think is really important. And I try to write like this. Is that you have to you have to put somebody into a scene and you have to anchor them there like so fast because mm-hmm. people's attention spans, I mean, are like nothing yeah. anymore. So you have to get them into the scene right away with action, boom, mm-hmm. and just get them into the scene and go. You know what I mean? You don't have time yeah. for a lot of of description of 
Yeah. Like you used to see in books where they describe the whole setting and they describe this. And I think, I just don't think you got, I don't think you have time for that. Times I mean, there's times it's kind of nice. The readership has changed on what you can get away with. At least mm-hmm. on the front end. I th- I feel like once I have them, then I can, I, it gives me some flexibility. I can go some places. I can describe some things and that's fine. Cause they're already with you, but you got to get them with you fast. And yeah, like Todd, Todd's never going to open a chapter with, um, you know, with, a whole page or two pages of describing the landscape. And right. I'm totally okay with that. I mean, it's just not that kind of story. There's a I lot, think it should be like a people, TV show where you walk in parts. and you're, yep. oh, I can be drawn right in because that's so immersive. And you seem to, you have the effect on us and everyone I've talked to who's uh, listening to this feels the same way that they can just see it. Um, you don't need to describe it because we're all seeing it already. So well, well no, I'm so I'm glad because I tell you that I feel like I'm getting I, I do feel I couldn't do what I'm doing the way I'm doing it without some kind of a of God's favor is on me, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Some somewhat of a touch of the spirit because I feel like that's I'm on a of, mission from God. Part of the I, I I was telling somebody, I think it was Ronnie, one of our charter listeners, that that I don't when I start into this process of recording them, the little bit of editing, the production, the whole thing. That's when I start to have doubts about the episodes. I never write with any of that. So I write, mm-hmm. I don't worry about what people think. I don't worry about expectations. I just write it. And I think that's good. It's when I get to this side where I'm like, oh man, do I have enough Beth and Gray? I don't know. And people <laughs> really like that. You know what I mean? They'll come back eventually. <laughs> yeah. But it's only during this process. Luckily, it's not while I write because that's I don't cool. think that's a good way. I don't think that you, you can't write out of fear. You know what I mean? You can't think Definitely. about what other people are thinking. Or you're really in the moment, in the you want the story. And, you just yeah. want to find the story, and then it feels it, uncluttered. Yeah, it's nice. You just kind of go mm. for it. So yeah. next episode, we've got. I told you, Damien and Smitty are coming back. So Damien and Smitty, you said were the, what the guys who they were. I think the ones in the first bombing. They okay. blew up one of the federal judges' houses, I believe, or something oh, like that, and they left judge. in the F f-150 northbound on the yeah. 405 or whatever it was and they were driving they're the scene we see at the end of of season oh, one where they're driving, driving the, the semi missile, truck the cruise missile truck through the hills excellent and then they, the they finally the launch yeah yeah and they come up a couple times in this season but one of them is is this very the very beginning of the next Coming episode up. and it is just it's so much yep. fun. I can't it's wait. Kind of, I'm gonna. It's I'm gonna read of, that. I'm it's the kind weekend. of thing. It's the kind of thing that people love insurrection for because you oh, just fun. you don't get it anywhere else. You <laughs> don't get cool. that. God, they're getting what they deserve. Those, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sounds <laughs> and good. Then, and then Beth and Gray <gasps> next week. Yeah, Beth and Gray. Yes. And sounds good. Yeah. Shout out to flagship listener. Probably Beth Gray and Ryan. Troy. No, probably oh, we should another one. Yeah, maybe Jimmy J this week. <gasps> Who's Jimmy? He doesn't get mentioned as often as Troy. He's just friends. Nice. I'm pretty sure he's, just, he's the one. Jimmy. He's the one who just sent us that article on uh, the Muskegon voter fraud thing. Yeah, all the, the state police. Fraud. Yeah, covering up for it. Oh man. Well, what's... maybe the state police weren't covering up. Maybe the state police guy was being like, "No, that's what I wrote. It just disappeared." That's the way I took it. He yeah, maybe that's said, what it was. Uh, he stands by his report. That, yeah that's what happened there's something to it and they've just swept it under the rug yeah no i actually the 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 state police guy seemed uh, the whoever the detective whatever it is um as i told you i don't know anything about any of these labels i don't know what's what so has jimmy been listening since the beginning or early on so yeah early on yeah 
right early on. Awesome, Jimmy. We like, appreciate it. How's he like the podcast? You know, I need to check in with him a little more and see what he thinks about it. He He's on a different shift, so mm-hmm. doing some afternoon work, and it doesn't really vibe with my shift. So we're on opposite gotcha. work schedules. Makes it a little more difficult. Or plus, I could just be a terrible friend. Plus, you have to fit into Will's every so often response to text. Mm. Fugacious. Fugacious Will. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm a piece of work. <laughs> He's going through a He's lot, going right, through now, a lot right now. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, listen, I'm so excited about next time. I should maybe tell people if they're not listening, but you can find us on Facebook, TikTok, all those places at Todd's World 2023 and TikTok. I'm trying to, especially on TikTok and Facebook and Twitter to some extent. Um, I don't get a lot of response on Twitter. I don't know. Hmm. I, I don't. Twitter just seems to be hard to break through now? a lot Do we you were doing so well there for a while todd doing really well but the intros have gotten really long again just <laughs> yeah saying. they're just too long i had time to leave the school bus get a cup of coffee go back out sit down and it was still half done did, did you catch did you catch the diane feinstein comment i did but i don't i didn't <laughs> i don't really know much about her i didn't oh really you don't know she's ancient funny like a mitch mcconnell comment she, from oh before, yeah she's but. ancient she's in the senate and she's I don't know. She's but like she she goes tur- full turtle too sometimes. I'm gonna well, sh- yeah. I'm gonna send you a picture of her. She'll she's so bad. She was <laughs> she was almost dead and in the hospital, and they were lacking her vote for a couple months. But then now she's been back and they and she'll just sit there and for a, like a Senate vote, they'll be like, just just say yay, and she'll be like, Yay. I guess no idea what's going on. That's like the guy that's half dead with a lump on the back of his neck. Fetterman. Oh my goodness. Where are oh, they getting these corpses? It's so bad. They're like, it's work for president. Let's put corpses in everywhere. Don't you think that's a sign of them? Like it's a little bit of fun on their part to just be like, F you to us. You don't control anything and what you vote doesn't matter. No, at all. I think that we are that. Stu- they, I think they think we're that stupid. They, like, they think, they think that we're so I'm just wondering so if dumb. the government has implanted some kind of device in the back of Fetterman's neck. Yikes. That they're controlling them with. I don't know something. I Somebody think it would be smaller. Whoever's on the joystick though. is not doing a very good job. No, well, it's a kind of a new technology, so <laughs> not like running a drone. <laughs> Horrible. What is the, what are these ridiculous times in which we live? Do you ever think that? Are you ever just like, what is going on? Lately, it's like we're fading in. Thinking Aww. what's happened to our country? It's over as we know it. There's no coming back. It's too far gone. I hope not. I hope not. But we are fading in and out of Todd's world on a regular basis now. Regardless, I when yeah. I tell like I'll talk to the girls sometimes and they'll be like, you know, kind of sucks that they don't ever get to have a vote that matters and you know, all these things. And that the world is like going to hell. Just all and around them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't and, even know it. Do they think that? Yeah. I mean, that's normally what like a 70-year-old would sound like. It's so sad that these teens and 20-year-olds are thinking that way. That's well, like how, I was talking that's to Allie my, the other that's day. That's how my sons feel, and it's really sad. She kind of half-ass expects that the government will fail or there'll be a big apocalypse or, you know, something. And might be what we need. I don't want to go through it, but. I don't Same. know. As long as my pension's secure. But you know what I tell them? <laughs> Here's the thing. This is what I say. is Tell us. So, so what if it is? Like we were still put here for such yep. a time as this. We have to be in the fight. 
And you yep. know what? At least it's exciting. <laughs> you might go to jail sometimes saying something bad and the world's going to hell. But you know what? God chose you to be here and be a warrior during this time. So go out there yeah. and fight. Sometimes I, mean, I need to remind myself that God's still in control. Enjoy the yeah. fight. This is the heart what of the he king is in the Lord's do. hand and he turns it whithersoever he will. Yeah. KJV. Boom. <laughs> it's one of the worst translations. <laughs> the only one. Oh, it's the only one. Oh, I gosh. wonder what that would be like in the study guide that Todd uses. <laughs> Commentary. You know, I'm even losing my daughters. Look it up. Like Reese is over here the other night and she's like, you know, the message isn't even a real translation. Thank like, you, Reese. I love I, her. I know for sure that Reese just heard that from someone. She's never well, read a book. She's not reading Todd, an article. Todd, you, she was no doing a Bible can, study herself. What do you mean? There's no and, way you can actually argue that the message is an, is a real translation. It's an interpretation. But no, it's, it's not. not. A translation. It's a translation. What do you mean? It's not a translation. Yeah, he went back to the old text. He absolutely it's did. An the originals. I mean, not, not originals, copies. Of it the is originals. a translation, but it's so yeah. loose it's so loose all um, right wrap thanks, it up guys folks. i know i think we could wrap it up earlier than that conversation. i think you should leave all that in there just for fun. you think so? yeah oh my God. everybody's if, part of the conversation if yep. will says leave it in then wow yeah all right guys thanks for joining us episode four next week love Woo. you beth and gray are back bye guys <laughs>